everyone a happy new year i hope that your holiday season was beautiful and bright and enjoyable with friends and family and um you know i want to start off the new year i want to kick off the new year uh i want to say uh by making um uh, a moderate prediction i'm going to say that 2024 is going to be a very interesting year i think we all know that it's an election year and I think what we're going to see, interestingly, uh, is a combination of chaos and awakening as more people, both domestically here in the United States and around the world, wake up to the lies that we've all been told and refuse to play along anymore. And we're seeing it. We're seeing that the, um, the ramparts of tyranny are beginning to crumble. And this is so crucial for our republic as democratic tyranny looms large here and around the world. You know, the Democrats, um, it, you know, it's interesting that they're called Democrats and uh, the other party is called Republicans because they want a democracy and we want a republic. And our founding fathers established us as a republic not a democracy. Now people say, "Oh well, you know, you're you're splitting hairs here." You know, uh, come on, Bruce. It's they're the same thing. Well, they're not the same thing. They are not the same thing. A democracy, as I've said time and time again, is rule by the masses. Okay, it's mass rule, and when you have mass rule. You have tyranny of the majority, and they can discriminate against any small or large part of the minority. So that means that 51% can discriminate against 49%. In a republic, 99% cannot discriminate against even 1%. You see, it's a beautiful thing. And that's why we must preserve our republic. It's one of the few republics in the world, maybe the last one. You know, there was a gentleman uh, who died in 2003. He was born in 1913. His name was Dan Smoot. Have you ever heard of him? Dan Smoot was an FBI agent. And he was a conservative political activist. Um, from 1957 to 1971, Dan Smoot published the Dan Smoot Report, which chronicled alleged communist infiltration in various sectors of our American government and society. Uh, he made a video called A Constitutional Republic not a democracy, and it appears to have been made sometime in the 60s. In that video, he made some very interesting statements, and I'm going to 
read the transcript of that old video. It's an old black and white video that I dug up and I watched the whole thing and I loved it. So I'm going to share it with you right now to kick off my show for 2024. Um, the ideal of a democracy is universal equality. The ideal of a constitutional republic is individual liberty. A democracy always degenerates into dictatorship, which promised government guaranteed equality and security, but it delivers nothing but poverty and serfdom for the people it robs and rules. America was founded as a constitutional republic to safeguard the liberties of the people against the tyranny of democracy or of one-man dictatorship. In this century, great strides have been made toward the goal of subverting our republic into a democracy. The foremost tactic of the subverters being subversion of language. By calling America a democracy until people thoughtlessly accept and use the term, the totalitarians have obscured the real meaning of our American principles of government. Democracy is a political system by which the people periodically, by majority, vote at the polls and select their rulers. Rulers that have absolute power by majority vote amongst themselves to enact whatever laws they please. In a constitutional republic, on the other hand, the people also by majority vote at the polls and select rulers who make laws by majority vote amongst themselves. But the rulers cannot make any laws that they please because the Constitution severely restricts their lawmaking power. Note the following passages from the New York Times News Service. Quote, in the United States and in other leading democracies, recent years have seen perceptible growth in executive authority. As society becomes more equalitarian, it tends increasingly to concentrate absolute power in the hands of one single man. This is a voluntary surrender of free people escaping from freedom to one autocratic master. And note the following from political scientist and sociologist Gunnar Myrdal's An American Dilemma. You can read Gunnar Myrdal's American Dilemma. It's uh, quite eye-opening. Myrdal says, I quote, in America, liberty often provided an opportunity for the stronger to rob the weaker. Against this, the equalitarianism in the American creed has been persistently revolting and in conflict between equality and liberty. And equality is slowly winning. In America, to a great extent, conservatism has been perverted into a cult of the Constitution. This is unfortunate since the Constitution 
in many respects, is impractical and ill-suited for many modern conditions. The worship of the, of the Constitution is also a most flagrant violation of the American creed. The Constitutional Convention was nearly a plot against the American people. Now, you need to understand that Gunnar Meyerdahl, Meyerdahl, a Swedish socialist, was hired by the Carnegie Corporation in New York City in 1937 to direct a study of the Negro in the United States. He engaged a large staff, some of them communists and pro-communists, and his book, An American Dilemma, resulted, first copywritten, in 1944. In 1954, the Supreme Court of the United States handed down a school segregation decision which deliberately violated the Constitution and reversed a previous Supreme Court decision and lit a fuse touching off explosive violence which has been shattering our society ever since. The court cited an American Dilemma, Gunnar Meyerdahl's book, as one of the modern authorities upon which it relied in preference to the Constitution to justify its decision. An American Dilemma, the book written by a Swedish socialist, provided a basic rationale for the conversion of our free republic into an equalitarian democracy. Meerdahl contends that the American Declaration of Independence, 1776, proclaimed the idea of an equalitarian democracy because it contains the phrase, all men are created equal. Eleven years later, the Constitution, eleven years after 1776, the Constitution created not a democracy founded on the ideal of equality, but a republic founded on the ideal of liberty. This is why Myrdal claims the Constitutional Convention was nearly a plot against the American people. But he and those who parrot his ideas are either ignorant or extremely dishonest. The Constitution was ordained specifically to safeguard the principles of liberty proclaimed by the Declaration of Independence. The Declaration's phase, uh, phrase, all men are created equal, means that all men are equal before the law and before their creator. Regardless of their inequality in human society, the Declaration of Independence says that all men are endowed with unalienable rights and that the purpose of government is, secure, is to secure these rights. The unalienable rights of men enumerated in the Declaration of Independence do not include equality, but they do include liberty along with life and pursuit of happiness. Equality of men in the eyes of God and before the law is a condition essential to freedom, but no other kind of equality is possible. 
Government efforts to achieve material equality will produce crushing tyranny, but it will not make people equal. The writers of this Constitution, our U.S. Constitution, were anxious to safeguard liberty against dictatorship. That was the monarchy. That's what they called it, the monarchy, because it was a monarchy, but it was dictatorship. But their chief anxiety was to always protect the country against democracy. Edmund Randolph, delegate, delegate to the Constitutional Convention from Virginia, said that the general object of the Constitution and the Convention was to provide a cure for the follies and fury of democracy. Eldridge Jerry and Roger Sherman, delegates from Massachusetts and Connecticut, urged the Constitutional Convention to create a system to eliminate the evils that flow from the excess of democracy. You see, they were against democracy. Alexander Hamilton, delegate from New York, said, we're now forming a Republican government. Couldn't be any more clear than that, could it? Real liberty, he said, is not found in democracy. If we incline too much into democracy, we shall soon shoot into a monarchy. Alexander Hamilton. John Adams, one of the giants of the American Revolutionary period, said democracy will end the all, contend with all, and endeavor to pull down all. And when, by chance, it happens to get the upper hand for a short time, democracy will be revengeful, bloody, and cruel. Speaking of pure democracy, in which the people by majority vote and act as their own lawmakers, instead of electing representatives to make their laws, James Madison said such democracies have ever been incompatible with personal security or the rights of personal property, a republic is the cure for which we are seeking. Madison was known as the father of the Constitution. He knew and said that enlightened men would not always be at the helm of government to serve as the proper guardians of the public wealth. He knew that unlimited political power cannot safely be interested to the nation's representatives to use as majority of them see fit because he said a majority of a group of men is far likely to be tyrannical than one man is. In a democracy, if a majority should develop hatred for, let's say, all blue-eyed babies and wanted all blue-eyed babies eliminated, those babies could be executed because whatever the majority wants at any given moment is the supreme law of the land in a democracy. Folks, how can liberty be safeguarded against the mindless, soulless tyranny of majority rule when government is, found, is founded on the principle of majority rule? Can't be. Jefferson answered that one that that one question 
Um, Jefferson said, in questions of power, let no more be heard of confidence in man, but bind him down from mischief with the chains of the Constitution. This is why our politicians don't like the Constitution, because it binds them down from mischief. In short, America was founded not as a democracy, but as a constitutional republic. We pledge allegiance to the republic for which our flag stands, not to a democracy. The Constitution requires a republican form of government for all states, but it does not mention democracy. Neither does the Declaration of Independence or the Bill of Rights mention democracy. The Constitution is a binding contract enumerating limited powers which the federal government can constitutionally exercise, prohibiting any powers not granted in that contract. So it denies public officials the power to do whatever they claim to be necessary for the general welfare of the people. Federal action that's not clearly authorized in the Constitution is illegal. Even if approved by an overwhelming majority of the people or by a majority of Congress, because all the elastic powers of government are left with the states, not the central federal government. We have a distributed government, not a strong central government. It was meant to be that way. Ultimate power to change the organic structure of the government was left with the people. But the means of making changes, amending the Constitution, those means were carefully prescribed to militate against hasty, unwise decisions by the people. As Benjamin Franklin left the State House way back in 1776 in Philadelphia, at the closing of the Constitutional Convention, so maybe a little later than 1776, actually, at the closing of the Constitutional Conventions in Philadelphia, a woman asked him, Sir, what kind of government has the convention given America? And Ben Franklin replied, A republic, if you can keep it. Very old and very wise, Franklin saw through the mist of time to the day when Americans might trade their freedom in a democracy. And he might, they might trade it for the promise of government-guaranteed equality and security. They might trade their constitutional republic for a democracy. And beyond that, to the day when democracy, he saw this far, he saw that beyond that, to the day when democracy inevitably deteriorates into dictatorship, guaranteeing nothing but poverty and serfdom for the people it robs and rules. The American constitutional system, unique in history, enabled Americans to develop what was once a backward continent into the most magnificent nation of all time. The system was designed to prevent both tyranny by government and reckless rebellion by the people. We must restore it, and we must keep it. 
And what can you do toward that end? Your job, you who care and understand, is to help educate others. I suggest one way to start is to subscribe to my podcast right here called The Freedom Revival on AmericaOutloud.news in your browser and also on Apple Podcasts under The Freedom Revival or on Google Podcasts, depending on which phone or device you have. This podcast contains documentation, details, and information far too numerous for me to share with you in this short presentation. But you can listen to it, you can make up your own mind, and you can pass it on to others. I'd appreciate it if you did. And it can be a very effective tool for you to use to help educate and activate and awaken others, because we have to wake up. Only by this means can we restore our beloved republic. And now it's time for us to go to a break. I'll be back with the Freedom Revival. I'm your host, Bruce Robertson. Please listen to our sponsors, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Spike proteins help viruses enter into your cells, disrupting your health and your well-being. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body of spike proteins, which allows your body to repair from within, supporting your immune and respiratory systems, and regulating your inflammatory response. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced. These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years. Brush, floss, repeat. We're told to use fluoride, which doesn't really address the acid-creating bacteria. That is where the dentist-recommended Spry Dental Defense System shines. Spry products contain xylitol, a natural sugar, which helps get rid of those nasty, smelly, acid-creating bacteria in our mouth. The best way to care for your teeth and gums is by using Spry. The Spry Dental Defense System has a wide variety of products, toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and chewing gums that are designed to work together to keep your teeth clean and mouth healthy and smelling sweet all day long. To get your oral care back on track in an easy, effective, and very tasty way, switch to Spry today. Ask your dentist about Xylitol and the Spry products. 
Spry can be found online and at all fine natural product retailers. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day. Yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discussed the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution. The miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix Rx. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Hello, America. This is Del Wilper inviting you to join me as we take a two-minute stroll through history on America Out Loud. 
June 21, 1788, New Hampshire becomes the ninth and last necessary state to ratify the Constitution of the United States, thereby making the document the law of the land. On May 25, 1787, the Constitutional Convention convened at Independence Hall in Philadelphia. On September 17, 1787, after three months of debate moderated by Convention President George Washington, the new U.S. Constitution, which created a strong federal government with an intricate system of checks and balances, was signed by 38 of the 41 delegates present at the conclusion of the convention. As dictated by Article 7, the document would not become binding until it was ratified by nine of the 13 states. Beginning on December 7th, five states, Delaware, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Georgia, and Connecticut, ratified it in quick succession. However, other states, especially Massachusetts, opposed the document as it failed to reserve undelegated powers to the states and lacked constitutional protection of basic political rights such as freedom of speech, religion, and the press. In February 1788, a compromise was reached under which Massachusetts and other states would agree to ratify the document with the assurance that amendments would be immediately proposed. On September 25, 1789, the first Congress of the United States adopted 12 amendments to the U.S. Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and sent them to the states for ratification. Today, the U.S. Constitution is the oldest written constitution in operation in the world. This is Dale Wilbur, and this has been a two-minute stroll through history on America Out Loud. truth was the rallying call that started it all. America Out Loud News was an idea, a movement, a place where folks would feel comfortable speaking the truth without being censored or canceled. The First Amendment is alive and well. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Hey, welcome back to the Freedom Revival, folks. I'm your host, Bruce Robertson. Thanks for listening to our sponsors. Uh, We really have some great sponsors, and they're worth patronizing because they make some great products. One of the ones that I really like is Cofix RX, the nasal solution, and the throat cleanse. You know, I've uh, I've recommended it to a few friends of mine that suffer from allergies, and you know, I have one of my friends who's undergoing some construction in the in 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 their home, and uh, you know, the dust, the concrete dust, and everything else, and also during uh, allergy season, you know, when there's pollen in the air, um, you know, in some of our states like Texas and Florida, there's a lot of pollen. And, uh, you know, in the warmer climates, it's it's around year-round. And also mold and mildew and so, uh, things like that. So Cofix RX is a povidone iodine-based spray that has xylitol and vitamin D3, and it's a triple-action formula. And it's scientifically proven to clean out your breathing passages, clean out your nostrils, clean out bacteria, viruses, particulate matter, germs, Okay. And you'll feel better by using Cofix RX. I use it myself, folks, and it works. 
So pick up Cofix RX in americaoutloud.shop. And if you type in the code out loud, you'll get a really nice discount. Thanks. Hey, you know, I saw I saw a poster. I was just saying, you know, that we should we should we need to take action to restore our republic. And I saw um, somebody posted this. It was just like in hand handwritten. It was like somebody wrote a note and took a picture of it. But it says, but what can I do? I'm just one person. How many times have we heard that? What can I do? I'm only one little person. What can I do? I'm just one person, said 7 billion people. The power of unification, the power of unity. We need to get together, lock arms, and say no to tyranny. William Faulkner said, we must be free, not because we claim freedom, but because we practice it. Amen. As crazy as this may sound, there are large numbers of the population that are going to need to relearn how to be free. The illusory, the illusionary walls of the matrix run very deep in people's consciousness. And safety of prison is chosen by many over the risks of freedom. The structure, the rules, the norms, the welfare system, the false security, the dependency, and the state as the protector of the masses, it runs very deep in people's psyche. After all, we've all been indoctrinated to believe that without a massively powerful central government, there will only be chaos and anarchy. And they're trying to prove that every day in our cities. By the way, they're trying to prove that every day in our cities. There's chaos and anarchy in every city in the United States right now. And none of them are run by Republicans. And none of them have been run by Republicans for decades. Detroit, Camden, Trenton, Patterson, New York, Boston, Chicago, San Francisco, and I'm sure you can name many others, even the big cities in Texas, are all run by liberal leftists, and they're all Democrats, folks. And it's chaos. The constant overwhelming fear-mongering with threats of climate disasters, global pandemics, endless wars, even nuclear Armageddon. They're talking about cyber attacks now. All of that's designed to make you feel powerless and defenseless in the face of catastrophic threats. And therefore, in need of government structures and processes and government power, big brother, to keep you safe and alive. The whole idea is to convince you that little you can do nothing without big them. Freedom from the dependency agenda matrix is therefore dangerous in the eyes of the masses who feel that they need the constant protection from a hostile, dangerous world in continuous turmoil. Because the media keeps telling us it's a hostile, dangerous world. 
that's in continuous turmoil, that we're not in control of the weather and we're ruining the, the planet. And, and, you know, without a strong authoritative government to tell us what to do all the time and tell us what to think all the time, we would be lost. Come on, people, wake up. The COVID pandemic brought to light just how much people were willing to give up, how much freedom they were willing to give up for just a little bit of safety. And it was sad to witness the degree of servitude, compliance, ignorance, reliance, and in some cases, utter stupidity that we have reached as a species of people to give up our rights and liberties all for just a little bit of safety. The dumbing down purpose of education has been a tremendous success. The education system has done more to dumb down our country and put us in a comatose state along with television and popular music than any other three things that I could think of. And listen, I'm a big music fan. I'm a musician. I love to sing. I love music. And I love to read. I love education. All that stuff. But the way that it's being taught and the way that it's being crammed down our throats in popular culture is dumbing everybody down. The herd mentality is deeply ingrained, and the addiction to fear is systemic. So does real freedom actually stand a chance? I'm asking that question. Those of us that are called conspiracy theorists, we're called crazy, we're called radicals, we're called nonconformists, weirdos. We have a vision. It's an understanding. It's a sense of the freedom that is ours to exercise. And each day that we put it into practice, as difficult as sometimes it is, we're spreading the spark. We're feeling. We're spreading the notion, the awareness, that a better reality is possible beyond the matrix. And we don't need it. We don't need the matrix in order to survive. In fact, it's the matrix itself that is designed to keep us from thriving and merely surviving. I mean, who, who knew that the movie The Matrix was going to be so prescient, prescient? You know, take the red, red pill or the blue pill. Go back and watch The Matrix. You'll see what I mean. I mean, which way was the right way to go? Our living example, as we live it, is the only thing that will transform the world. The herd will realize that all this is possible. And as soon as they dare to step into freedom and, and loosen their chains and step into the sunshine, the walls of the matrix will completely vaporize. This journey is entirely about learning without knowledge and wisdom. But perhaps the hardest lesson, as sad as it is, is for humanity to once again learn to be free. And that's the end of my editorial. But um, 
you know, we really have to thank the efforts of guys like Elon Musk. And I know, I know, everybody says, oh, he wants to put chips in your brain and he wants to turn everybody into robots and electric cars and all that stuff. But listen, for all that nonsense, Elon Musk has freed up Twitter, now called X. And in doing so, he has completely freed up one of the top three channels for communication and sharing of information in the world. And he's freed up the voices of Tucker Carlson, Donald Trump, Joe Rogan, Alex Jones, and many others, including me. I was banned for life on Twitter until Elon took over. And now I'm up and running again. Um, you know, there, the media, the propaganda media is a multi-trillion dollar satanic propaganda machine, and it's being systematically taken down, basically with posts and memes. Okay? Can you believe that? I mean, we're like keyboard warriors out here. We're dealing with a very well-funded, decades-old, global corrupt organization, one that can start wars at a whim. They can vaporize entire nations if they want to. And they have the power to control media messaging because they own it all. They have the power to censor opposing voices on social media. They've used the corrupt IRS and the courts as a blunt bludgeon to punish its their dissidents and shut down the entire world power grid they could do that if they wanted to, or that of any nation, and it's all being exposed now by citizen journalists and memes. If you're on the right social media channels and you're paying attention to this stuff, even from time to time, that you know, I've said this before, it's the best place to get your news. Don't turn it, the TV has nothing for you. TV is all propaganda. It's either centrist or left of centrist, or far left of centrist. There's no conservative values on TV whatsoever anymore. We are citizen journalists, and we now have an army of digital soldiers. We've been fighting an insurgency against our God-given rights and liberty, against an enemy that uses the tactics of asymmetrical warfare. This war is not a physical war where we shoot at each other. This war is a spiritual war and an asymmetrical war where they just slowly tighten and they, they they nibble around the edges and they they infringe on the constitution and they take away this right and that right and they they weaken our our second amendment rights and our freedom of speech and they censor our speech and pretty soon before you know it the frog is in the pot and he's slowly being boiled you know the analogy if you take a frog and you put him in a pot of boiling water he'll jump out if you take a frog and you put him in a pot of cold water and slowly turn up the temperature degree by degree, guess what? He'll let you cook him. So, what about the fourth estate? You know what the fourth estate is? The media has often been, been called the fourth estate. In other words, the fourth um, guarantor of our republic. 
because there, the idea of having the media in play was that they could push back against government and they could they could work with the people and disseminate information. Well, guess what? They work for the government. They don't work for us. They have become not the fourth estate. They've become the fifth column of Marxism. The American people have now taken over the concept of media and news and information. We can no longer trust our television, our newspapers, and our radio news, for the most part, to bring us the unvarnished truth. Yeah, there's little pins of light coming through here and there, and those will get bigger and bigger and bigger too. But right now, it's citizen journalism for the win. So we're doing the research ourselves. And we're sharing information amongst ourselves. And we're doing it through social media. And we're doing it by spreading the word. And that's why the leftist social media executives and the Biden administration rushed in to censor our voices on social media. And they thought they had it all under control. They had Facebook and they had, they had YouTube and they had, um, they had Twitter and they had everybody controlled. If you... If you said something that they didn't agree with, they would just shut your account down or they would strangle your, your messages. They'd, they'd strangle your news feed so nobody could see what you were posting. And they're still doing that. You know, I used to have thousands of followers on Facebook. All right. Now, when I post something on Facebook, it gets one like. One like. You know what they're doing. They're just choking it off. They're putting me low on the page. Okay, we'll fix him. We'll just not let anybody see what he puts up. So that's why they rushed in to censor our voices. They don't want you to hear the unvarnished truth. And I say that's despicable. I think everybody should hear the truth, warts and all. So that's uh, that's that part. But let's talk about some news. Let's talk about some news for a little bit here. I've got some time. Got about 10 minutes left. Uh, what's in the news right now? You know who's back in the news? There's a dead guy who's back in the news. Jeffrey Epstein is back in the news. Now, what's the real purpose behind Epstein's Island? A lot of people are asking. A lot of people are wondering, you know, well, I think we all know he probably didn't kill himself, right? He probably knew too much and had to be taken out. Uh, what most people don't know and what they're soon going to come to learn is that Epstein's Island was likely a honeypot for DNA collection and information collection and blackmail in uh, collection by taking videotapes of perverse leaders of industry and government as they pleasured themselves, sometimes illegally. So basically it was an island for pedophiles to uh, enjoy themselves. And lastly, we're finding out it was an island of prostitution. So let's talk about DNA collection. Mossad, I think, is behind that island. 
Uh, Jelaine Maxwell's father, Robert Maxwell, was a known Mossad agent. The Mossad is the Israeli CIA. They use blackmail to gain power. We know that. The island wasn't a hub for pedophiles. All right. The island was not a hub for pedophiles. It was a hub for anybody who wanted to fulfill a sexual fantasy. Many Hollywood stars are into kids, believe it or not. It's been going on for a hundred years. Yet you'd be surprised. Many of them went there to have either same sex or multiple orgy sex with underage or even those of legal age. Now, that's pretty disgusting stuff. Okay. Now that's so so that's DNA collection, right? We know that they were there. They collect their DNA. Second one is pedo island. A lot of Hollywood stars are pedos. Many are curious about it. And they lived it out on the island. Children were trained to collect skin samples by scratching the backs of partners. Hair was collected and even bodily secretions. If you know the real technology of 2023, you wouldn't be surprised that there's some DNA collection going on. How about 23andMe? Think about that. What are they doing with your DNA? Uh, we already know that there was a breach in security with 23andMe. And then there's prostitution. It's like Fantasy Island. Many who visited wanted a place to act out their homosexuality or fulfill their wildest dreams, you know, fantasies, whatever. Not every star is into kids. And so to collect DNA samples, they offered all sorts of options to lure stars to the island. What the public thinks is just one facet of what that island's operation truly was all about. And I think we're going to see at some point. Epstein's Island was a hub to control the stars and the leaders of the world because behind every star and every leader is a massive money-making business machine. If a star or a politician or a head of industry steps out of line, and you can insert Kanye West's name right in that part, they always have a way to get them back in check. They reel them in. I'm not asking you to believe this. I'm telling you what I have already suspected and what I now see coming out. And, uh, you know, one day we're going to come to know it as fact when the real truth comes out. I could be wrong. But I think some of this stuff is going to start coming out. Now, what else is in the news? Well, 40% of student loan borrowers have now missed their October payments. Isn't that lovely? 40%. First, Biden presided over a federal takeover of student loans. Remember that? Student loans you used to have with your local bank. You had a relationship with the bank, and you had a loan, and the bank uh, monitored your loan, and, and you made payments to the bank. And when the payments were done, you know, the bank uh, uh, adjusted your credit score. Well, your student loan got taken, if you have a student loan now, your student loan got taken over by the U.S. government. So now, who does the student loan borrower owe? They owe the U.S. government, a.k.a. the taxpayer. You don't own the bank anymore. You don't owe the bank anymore, rather. Now it becomes the taxpayer's problem if you don't pay your student loan. See how they did that? They co-opted student loans. 
So then they release, you know, this lab lab grown, government financed SARS CoV two, all right, and it shuts down our booming economy, and they get a two for for that because they they they're able to they're able to create the fog of war so that they could cheat in the election, and they're also able to shut everything down and manipulate everything to make people more dependent on government during the whole process, and they got a threefer. The third thing, they're able to roll out the vaccines, these toxic, expensive, trillion-dollar-making vaccines that don't work. They don't work, folks. Not only don't they work, they're creating health problems. Look into it. Student loans, okay, during during the COVID uh, pandemic, went into forbearance in March of 2020, just as those brilliantly contrived COVID lockdowns forced millions out of work. Over that period, a lot of Americans grew accustomed not to not paying back their loans, and they used the money to tackle other expenses. And, uh, you know, things like rent and grocery bills and, and you know, <laughs> even even vacations to states where they didn't have lockdowns, believe it or not. So then Biden proposed a $400 billion bailout program that would erase up to $20,000 in federal debt per student for roughly 40 million borrowers. Never mind that those millions of students who busted their butts over decades to pay back their student loans are looking at this and saying, what, I had to pay back my student loan, but these guys don't have to? What a great idea to tell student loan borrowers, hold off on your payments. And then, you know, later, we're, we're going to cancel off the student debt right before the elections. So just vote for us, and we'll we'll clean the slate. We'll clean up all your debt. We'll, we'll pay off all your stuff if you just vote for us. You know, while well, the rest of us continue paying our taxes, our mortgages, our car payments, our other obligations, working two jobs, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter to them. It's a vote-buying scheme and a dependency agenda. Well, thankfully, the Supreme Court stuck, struck down um, Joe Biden's plan in June, and uh, they claim that the president overstepped his authority. No president has the power to cancel debts, they ruled. Hooray for the Supreme Court. But that's not the end of the story. Now they're trying to approach it from another angle. According to U.S. Department of Education, 22 million borrowers had student loan payments due in October. Only 13 million of them have paid that bill. That means 40% of borrowers failed to make payments. How much are you going to bet me that the bribing Biden Democrats are going to use student loan amnesty to bribe voting age students to vote for their masters yet again? And then there's one last item I have here. There was a massive court victory in Georgia federal court for True the Vote. True the Vote has been fighting for three years to show that the data on 364,000 voters in Georgia appear to be ineligible due to changes in residency. Okay? And Mark... Elias and Stacey Abrams have sued them, okay, 
in order to silence and intimidate true the vote from uncovering the massive election fraud in Georgia. Well, these patriots, the same ones who made the 2000 Mules documentary, fought to expose that Georgia election fraud, and now they just won their case. Folks, 2024 is the year that we take our elections back. 2024 is the year that we take our country back. 2024 is the year that we revive freedom. I'm Bruce Robertson, and this is the Freedom Revival. Thanks for listening. Good night.